0: But first, I want to talk a little bit about what is unfolding in the United States, and what do you see when you watch what is unfolding on the television screens from the American cities? Do you see justifiable outrage, or do you see anarchy? Do you see protest, or do you see looting? Do you see police brutality, or mob violence? Are the journalists covering those events adding fuel to the fire by being there in the midst of things and giving us the 24-7 look inside the, the riots? Are we adding fuel to the fire and therefore fair game? I mean, what are you doing out, journalists, past the curfew? You're not supposed to be out here either. Off to jail with you. Or is this evidence that we already live in a police state? The fact of the matter is you watch with your background. You watch with your experience. I watch with my privilege. I watch from my middle-class home in my middle-class neighborhood, aware that, and I live in the beaches area, very much aware that to the east and to the north of where I live, the incomes are lower. In the instances of COVID-19, for example, are higher. So I am aware of my privilege when I am viewing what I see, and to get a perspective on what other people see. For example, how does a black Canadian process what is on the television, what is on social media? For that perspective, I am pleased to welcome to the program journalist, activist, and author of The Skin We're In, A Year of Black Resistance and Power, Desmond Cole. Welcome, Desmond. Thank you, Alan. What do you see on television?
1: A few nights ago, I stayed up really late and I saw a police station in Minneapolis, Minnesota on fire. And while some people, as you say, might see that as property destruction and many people even classify a building of bricks and steel and wood on fire as violence, I, I think that that fire was actually the nicest thing I've seen in TV in many years because it symbolized that black people have the right to defend ourselves and we keep getting killed and that we're not going to wait for people who keep asking us to wait and wait and wait because they're not satisfied that we were killed hard enough or cruelly enough. They're not satisfied that we didn't you know, choke ourselves to death or that we didn't have a heart attack while the police were beating us. Um, black people have the right to defend ourselves. And if the state continues to kill black people anywhere, without any retribution, we get to take that retribution. We don't have to lie down and die. And that symbol symbol of that fire burning lit a fire in me and in a lot of other black people.
0: And what has happened in the days since then as riots and demonstrations have spread to other American cities, do you ultimately see that as a hopeful sign that change is here?
1: I mean... The sign that change will be here will be when America spends more money to put black people through school and keep black people in housing than it does to put black people in jail and to police them on the streets. And I would say the exact same thing about Canada, where thousands of people in Toronto rallied over the weekend. In Montreal, they rallied. In Vancouver, they rallied. In Halifax, why? Because black communities in our country as well are being ignored and the violence against our communities just keeps happening. The violence can stop anytime that white people want to confront us with care and support rather than saying, "Oh, we hear somebody's having a crisis in their home. Send the men with the guns. We hear someone is suicidal. You know how you have answer somebody who's suicidal? Send men with guns to their house." This disproportionately kills black people, indigenous people, people with mental health issues, people in crisis, but the rest of the public doesn't care. So there's no magic change moment, Alan. The magic comes when people say we're not sending the men with the guns, we're using that money for supporting communities and we're defunding the police. It's not magical.
0: I want to play for you what the Prime Minister said this morning and I'd like your reaction to this. This is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau this morning. The young Black Canadians I hear you when you say you are anxious and
1: angry, when you say that this brings back painful experiences of racism that you've faced. I want you to know that I'm listening and
0: that your government will always stand with you. That is Justin Trudeau. I hope you were able to hear that. That was not the best audio. um, But uh, your reaction to that, Desmond Cole?
1: I'm not really interested from hearing from the prince of blackface in a time like this. If Justin Trudeau wanted to show that he was learning about anti-black racism, he should have resigned for his many instances of blackface. He wouldn't even use the word blackface in his so-called apology. He wouldn't say the word because his PR handler said, don't say blackface so that you can't be in a soundbite where you actually use the word. It'll look really bad. So, you know, Justin Trudeau is presiding over a country where indigenous people don't have drinking water, during a pandemic and he wants to talk to us about racism, Justin Trudeau is presiding over a country where the border was uh, manned by RCMP to arrest black people running away from Trump's America. That's what Justin Trudeau has contributed. And now people who came here, who are of Haitian origin, who... The jobs that they were able to get in Quebec were working where? In long-term care. So non-citizen people who were the subject of racist vilification during the last election that Justin Trudeau didn't stand up against, by the way, for immigrants, now they're getting COVID-19 trying to work in long-term care facilities in Quebec. That's Justin Trudeau's Canada. And like I said, he's the prince of blackface. He has nothing to say. He's a disgrace.
0: I I want to talk about, before we run out of time, the word ally, because I believe Justin Trudeau would identify himself as an ally. I would like your perspective on that word and perhaps to sum up your message to white Canadians who are watching with horror. They Perhaps they, they feel helpless to assist in any way. Your thoughts on ally and also on how we can close this divide between us?
1: Sure. So first to the term ally. You said Justin Trudeau would consider himself an ally, and I think that's just the problem. How do you get to label yourself an ally in someone else's fight and struggle? Wouldn't they be the ones who say this person is my ally because they have done this or that? It's not up to you. So what I'm actually seeing with this term is white people giving themselves a title in somebody else's struggle instead of just doing things that are helpful. You can just do things that are helpful. You don't have to center yourself in it. Whiteness teaches white people to center themselves and they don't have to do that in order to be useful. So the last thing to your question about how do we heal this divide? Racism, Alan, is about power. It's not about somebody's racist or ignorant intentions inside of their heart. Racism gives you the ability to push black and indigenous and other racialized people around as a white person because you live in a society that is dominated by white people and that has police forces and institutions that protect their power. You have to give the power up. This is the problem. A police officer kills somebody and we say they should have had a body camera. Everyone just watched a black man die on camera. Did the camera stop him from dying? No, it did not. The camera doesn't stop the death, but we don't want to take the power away from police. Lots of people feel safe and protected by those cops, and they want to have violent and lethal policing at their disposal for their own protection. So you can't pay me lip service and say, I hear you and I feel your struggle, but then want an armed occupying force to patrol me and follow me around the streets. You have to give up that power before we can have the conversation.
0: Desmond Cole, journalist, activist, and author of The Skin We're In, A Year of Black Resistance and Power. Desmond, thank you so much for your perspective and for joining me today on the radio. Thanks for the time, Alan.